whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm thrilled to have my next guest here. We have Charlie Weissman, who is the founder and also the CEO of Staff. And if you have not heard of Staff. It's such a fun brand, and it's definitely super, super cool. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about the product. We're going to talk about Charlie and his journey. Uh, He was actually a a judge for Guinness World Records, which uh, is lots of fun. Definitely, um, it wasn't on my bucket list, but might be on my bucket list now after reading a little bit more about that. Super cool. Um, I'm excited to hear all about the lessons learned. The startup is just a couple of years old, but is has really grown significantly and is doing super well. Um, so without further ado, welcome, Charlie. Thank you, Kara. Thanks for that intro. So happy to be here. Yeah, totally. So I would love to hear 
before getting into staff, sure. your company, I'd love to hear a little bit more about uh, what you were doing before you uh, decided to venture out and start your own company. Did you always think you were going to become an entrepreneur? That was definitely always in the back of my head. My dad is an entrepreneur, so it's kind of the model I had growing up. But really, I've my whole life, I've always been attracted to the intersection of creativity and business. And trying to find what that means is how I've kind of managed my career. So that first drew me into marketing and advertising. I got my career started at an agency in New York doing the um, account side, which is great. It was a great introduction to all things advertising, see how all the pieces come together. And then from there, after two years, I said, this is awesome. But my whole life at that time, I've been focused on um, advertising. I said, take a step back. If I could do anything in the world, what would I want to do? And that's where the Guinness World Records judge thing came in. I approached them. I can dig more into that. Uh, or, or, But yeah, so I went there for a couple of years. I was a judge. It was so much fun. I have a ton of stories that could be a whole nother podcast um, just about my time there. It was, I think, the best job anyone could ever have, but maybe not the best career. So for after a couple of years there, uh, I moved on back to Adland, went to another agency where I did business development. And that was so much fun and has been such a great um, tool for everything that's, that's followed because when you're doing business development, every two, three weeks, you have a new challenge that a, a company is bringing you. W big, small, we're social, product launch, website. So I had all these, I had a, just a crash course and all these different lessons of problems and then creating solutions every two weeks. And it was an incredible learning experience. And then kind of taking this knowledge and an ambition for wanting to do my own thing, that's when I noticed this opportunity uh, for staff, which I can share more about. Yeah, definitely. So, I, I mean, definitely you and I were talking a bit about your experience on the agency side, but what was it that, I, I mean, definitely this is much more of a creative side of, of Charlie, for sure. What, what gave you the inspiration to go and actually you know, develop these products and bring them to the market. So I've always been drawn to that creative side. And in the ad world, it's, you have two avenues in, you're either a writer or pretty much a, you know, graphic designer. And neither one of those really felt right for me, but I'd always raise my hand at the agency and say, oh, can I take a crack at this? Or let me brainstorm on that. And that was, even though that wasn't my main part of the job, it was always my favorite part of the job. So I thought, okay, how can I really apply this in a way, but I need a new model because it's not working in this, this ad model. So that's where I kind of had this frame of what can I do for my own thing? And then the opportunity really arose just spending so much time during lockdown in my tiny New York apartment here. It was like month five, had no idea how long we were going to be uh, in this space. And I just thought, you know, I need some ways to energize here, to bring some new life in here. And I kind of that lens just started looking around and the, I had sort of two aha moments. The first one was just recognizing the plunger. And I thought, you know what? This is something that is a, sort of a wide open space. Nobody's doing anything uh, in the category. Everybody has one or they should have one. If you're in New York where there's not a lot of storage space, then it's probably just sitting right next to your toilet. And everything that exists is sort of designed to blend into the background. And that makes sense. And I'm sure a lot of people want that. But I thought, what if we went the complete other direction? Let's create something that's going to 
you know, be bolder and add to that space. And if you do need to grab a plunger, it's probably not the best part of your day. So if we can bring a little bit of levity to that moment, that's what we're all about. So I started thinking about how can we make a more fun, more playful plunger. And that's ultimately what led to, you know, the creation of staff. And then the other side of it is my grandfather is actually a career plumber. So I thought this would be such a cool way to honor his career and everything that he's done. And kind of, it just felt like such a nice bow on top of, it was sort of gave me the push that I needed to um, chase this. And then that was- How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including 
the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. It was about like the first 10 minutes of having this idea. But right after there was another aha moment, which was, okay, but I'm not trying to start a plunger company. That's very narrow. So I immediately kind of opened the lens and thought, you know, there's all these things all throughout the house that serve a purpose. They have a function and they have to do that, but there's not a a bit of kind of creativity or playful to them. So my then I set out to think of just sort of a, a through line where I could connect this whole fun world of, of items throughout the house. And that's what led to staff. So interesting. So the name staff, can you share a little bit more how you came up with that name? Yes. So staff products, what we do, so our, our mission is to make each day brighter. And the way that we do that is we reimagine household essentials with bold colors, unique materials, and these characters that are eager to help. So every product we have actually has this uh, kind of smiley face with a bow tie that you know it personifies this product to make it your staff. So it, it serves as tool. It's kind of waiting around to do its, its job for you. So the idea is that everybody can have a house full of staff just ready to dote on you as needed. Um, so that's where the name staff came from. You and I were talking about the trademark things yes. around that. How did you think about that? I mean, were you nervous because staff was like a, you know, kind of a common descriptive name? I mean, was that something that you had concerns about? You know, I knew the SEO would be tough and things like that. Um, but I thought it was just such a perfect name for what we were trying to do. It has that sort of service element and that, and I thought this is exactly the right name. And then as predicted. It has certainly come with challenges and I'll share that in a second. But I I do think because the name fits so well with what we're trying to do, and and even though SEO and things might be hard for the staff, if you Google right now, cool plunger, we're the first, you know, we're the only things that pop up. So it was such an open space that I figured we have enough ways to to capture this where we don't need it to come from the name itself. Um, Our handles are meet your staff. So our Instagram is at meet your staff and things like that. 
And that's one way we've been able to kind of own it more than just staff. But it has also come with unforeseen issues and struggles. So for instance, our first trade show we did, we you know set up our lovely booth and we're excited. To, we have all the products showcased. And we have this big sign behind us that says staff. So all throughout the show, people would come up to me and be like, hey, where's the bathroom? What time does this close? And I'm like, hey, I don't actually work here. Like this is the name of the company. And I eventually had to take the sign down because it was causing more distraction um, than, than positivity. So uh, not without oh, its issues, but the name really lands what we're tr- the, the message we're trying to send. So you talked about SEO and for those who are not as familiar with SEO, just sort of a basic, like what is the challenge when you have a word like staff for SEO? So, you know, search engine optimization. So Mm -hmm. if somebody types in staff, for instance, it'd be really hard for us. We'd have to spend a lot of money or I don't even know if it's even possible for us to take that top space. So when you Google it, we're the first result. Um, And I knew that was always going to be a challenge. But I figured most people, when they were trying to find us, they may not need staff, but they might do a staff plunger or, you know, staff oven mitts or even just, you know, colorful plunger. So there's so many ways. They're, if they're looking for us, they're going to find us. Um, and if they're looking for plunger, they're going to find us. So it's just staff itself. And I use the plunger as an example because it was our launch product and kind of where this whole thing came from. But we've really grown beyond that now. We have five products and it's really staff all throughout the house. So five products. Uh, how did you decide to launch a beyond plungers? I mean, yeah. you, you mentioned this, like you needed a few more products, but like, where do you even start when you start to think about these other products? Yes. So even before we launched, I made a bunch of one-off samples. So when we showcased the brand, people didn't just think about us as a plunger company, they could see a bigger picture. And then we did launch with the plunger and said, okay, we're onto something. People are excited about household goods with color. We have this translucent acrylic and it looks great and people are excited. So let's, let's do this again. And then the strategy for the, the products that we have now are, so we used our oven mitts to, so I guess to take a step back, the idea is to connect with new audiences and bring them into mm-hmm. the fold. So, mm-hmm. and we are doing that by trying to connect with their interests. So with the oven mitts, we're able to reach out to sort of the, the foodie crowd and connect to a whole new audience space and show what we're about. Uh, with the hangers, we're able to connect to sort of the fashion lovers and show up in an, all kinds of different media and a new way to connect with them. With um, the a toilet brush, we, that was just from listening to people. People said, hey, we love the plunger, but we want a toilet brush to go with it. So we said, great, we'll, we'll make one. Um, and then the turkey baster, was that was nobody was asking for that one. We just thought, hey, wouldn't this be fun? We want to show up and you know at moments that people love. What's better than Thanksgiving? It's food, it's family, it's warmth. So that's a perfect place for staff to be. So we created this product and thought, you know, it is pretty unique. Nobody else is doing a funky turkey baster, and it ended up getting a lot of press coverage. So that was helpful too around the holiday time. And then you know we have five now, but a ton in the works. We have at least five more uh, coming out this year. And the pipeline is the part of what I'm so excited about this brand and what we're doing is it's a very repeatable construct. Anything can be mm-hmm. staffified. Um, so half the, there's, there's, it's, there's so many things. The trouble is picking what do we want to do next? 
Definitely. You also are an omni-channel brand right out of the gate. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting because over the last, I don't know, arguably 20 years to start a business, you can go on to Shopify and, and open your own store. But then I think actually being able to have an omni-channel presence is also really, really important. Do you want to talk about that a little bit and sort of the thinking yeah. behind being omni-channel right out of the gate? Sure. It was, it was, I wish it was almost more strategic than it was. It was sort of, I'm making this thing. I've never done this before. I just, I don't know where we're going to see traction. So I want to be prepared for all of it. Of course, we're going to sell it on our site and we need to, you know, so that comes with, you know, how are we going to do fulfillment and manufacturing? And part of this was just a learning curve for me that I was excited about. So part for myself to learn and part to say, we're definitely going to be direct to consumer and we need to be prepared for that. Um, but I also thought, there's a store. It's called Coming Soon. They were down the street from where I lived at the time. And I thought, this would be really fun in there. And when I was brainstorming on this, I thought, you know, this is just such a natural fit. So I approached them right when this thing was done. And within three weeks of launching, we were in their store. And then once we were in their store, it kind of just snowballed from there. And today, we're now in 30 plus independent, you know, home design, gift, boutique stores nationwide, as well as Urban Outfitters and Bloomingdale's. That's great. So that just kind of, yeah, that just organically snowballed and, and has grown. I've heard you say that everything staff makes is a tool. Um, so is that kind of the sniff yes. test as you're starting to think about products? So there's, it starts with like the fun inspiration. Oh, we should make this. That'd be fun or that's the perfect way to connect with this audience. And once we have this idea, then it's, okay, it needs to be a high-functioning version of this item. So if you need a plunger, it has to work, right? A, a plunger that looks nice but doesn't work is, is not a good product. So we start with it has to do its job at the highest level. I will say we're not you know Dyson. We're not reinventing the technology behind these things. Everything is going to be familiar to the user. Um, but the, where we you know, set ourselves apart is how can we inject as much personality, as much fun into these products as possible? Um, so yeah, every definitely. staff has to satisfy two things. It has to be um, functional and it has to be worthy of uh, display and add joy to use. Love it. No, that's great. So you were a Guinness World Records judge. How did that come about? That was so much fun. So I, it was very serendipitous. I reached out to them and I said, hey, I don't even know if this is a job, but this is what I want to do. And they said, your timing is kismet. Uh, we're actually looking for somebody with an agency background to come on. I had two roles there. So I was an account manager and that role was working with brands to help them organize record-breaking attempts. So in every brainstorm you're in, they go, well, what if we did a Guinness World Records for XYZ? And then they'd have to call somebody and that would be me. Um, so that was part of my job. The other part of my job was to be a, a judge. So I had this funny uniform. I looked like a flight attendant and the clipboard and stopwatch. And it was, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we're here today for the record of da-da-da. Like, can they do it? Uh, and it was just a ton of fun and got to do so many fun things. Like the first, the very first record that I got to do was, it was in New York, so all my friends could come check it out, which was a blast. And it was in Herald Square and it was most people twerking simultaneously. 
So I had this huh? sea of people kind of shaking their butts. And I, it's a role you have to play. So I had to you know, be the referee and be very straight-faced and looking around at all the different techniques and make sure everybody was verified twerking. So I thought, this is my job. I'm, I'm a, I couldn't get any more fun than this. Well, it seems like you've, you've uh, really focused on filling your life with lots of fun, whether it's launching a company or uh, doing crazy stuff like the Guinness World's Record judge. It's awesome. Uh, so what's one probably the biggest lessons you've learned uh, that you didn't know when you started your company? Honestly, every single day is, you know... <laughs> One step backwards, three steps forwards. So every day I'm, I'm learning a lot and it's, you know, luckily it's improving and everything more than it's going backwards. But each day it's a, oh, maybe next time we'll do it different and here's a learning lesson. Um, so there's been endless. Part of why I did this is that I wanted to, to learn. And so learning about things like logistics and freight and moving things from overseas to a warehouse in the U.S., the first time I did it, I didn't know until somebody told me I had booked an entire container when I didn't need, I only needed partial cargo space. So things like that, like I had no idea because I just didn't know and I've learned. Um, so that is like, there's, there's every, every now and then you, you just learn some lessons the hard way. Won't ha- obviously won't happen again. Um, the other thing I've learned is that sometimes you do get stuck and do not be afraid to ask for help. Everybody in this founder community has just been so nice and so approachable and has been here before and eager to help. So one lesson I've learned is that, you know, there's help out there. So I always try to get as far as I can on my own. So I have a strategic question if I do need to ask somebody for help. But I've always found that once I have that, uh, I've always been surprised at the warmth that I met with. You talked about going to trade shows. I mean, how did you th- yeah. how did you learn about that? Do you remember? Were you just googling around and seeing where the buyers go to, or what was that? No, I, I asked some friends who are savvy in trade shows. I said my budget allows me for one. If I could do one, what would I do? And then they kind of told me, pointed me in a direction. Some people said different answers, but I went to the one that had the most. We think you belong here, and then that was, it was so much fun. Another learning curve. It was, I walk in and it's just me setting up this booth. I'm hanging streamers. I'm putting out a little curtain on a table. Uh, It looks like a kid's birthday party. And I'm looking to my left and right. And you got all these union guys, full crews, hardware tools. They've been there for days setting up these amazing installations. And I'm going, Oh no. Um, But it was perfect because we always do everything. Part of what we do with staff is we take something familiar and we do it our own way. So to stand out, we had a harpist come. And our booth was the only booth that had a live harpist uh, playing the harp. And even for a little bit, we asked and she obliged to play the harp with our oven mitts on her hands. So we're always having fun in any way we can at, at staff. Oh, I love it. That's a, that's you. such a great... Uh... A great piece, like ways to get people to to come in. We actually had a um, a guy that we had met along the way that was a magician um, yes. at one of ours, and it's Simon, um, who's hysterical, and uh, he's a great magician. And he had everybody it was just all the buyers were just absolutely, you know, 
enamored with with what he was um, doing. And we've had him a few times. I mean, he's absolutely amazing. So it's such a good idea. Uh, yeah, and getting people to sort of engage, and and then they're drinking your product. In our case, anyway, yeah. it was just it was. And as you know, nothing draws a crowd like a crowd. So once you got a few people coming over, everybody else comes over. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, one of the things that I think is so hard for entrepreneurs, especially first-time entrepreneurs, is the number of no's, right? That you get, uh, you know, this isn't for us. We're, you know, it's, it's uh, you wake up and you think everything's fine and then it isn't uh, at the end of the day. Um, how do you, I'm sure you've experienced that along the way. And um, how do you, kind of get back up again. I mean, it's, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it failure, um, but it's, uh, there's, you have hard days. I mean, so how do you sort of motivate yourself to, to keep going? Yeah, actually one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that tomorrow is a new day, good or bad. So you're having a great day. Just know that, you know, this founder journey is, is highs and lows. So if it's a low point, you know, don't worry, tomorrow's a new day. Uh, high point, don't get too comfortable. Tomorrow's a new day that's going to bring on new challenges. Um, yeah. No, I, I love that. It's, it's And then the other part is getting used to knows what's been so cool about staff is the way it's all been organic. So all, all the, it's really been um, all inbound and we haven't had, luckily we haven't really heard any no's. Um, and that's just the way that the growth is, is going for us. So we're pretty lucky in that front for now. So you started during the pandemic and obviously at a time when direct to consumer, everybody's trying to acquire customers, uh, you know, it's gotten more expensive, not less expensive. I, how have you kind of gotten over that challenge? Like how have you grown the business? Yeah, it's all been organic and word of mouth and the press has been very friendly to us, I think in part because what we're doing is a little different and people are seeing products that they've never seen this way before. So that's a good story for people to tell. And then the other part of it is um, once people do have these things, just the, the visual nature of them lends itself to social media. So people are excited to, to share um, their new pl plunger, which nothing makes me smile more when somebody decides to post their plunger on social media. So I don't know any other plunger companies that are, are seeing those kinds of results. Um, but I think that just speaks to the, the visual nature of our products as well as the unique space that we found within the marketplace and the, the press that are reporting on us. Well, I think consumers actually sharing product is, uh, is gold, right? Like that's where people really listen to it. I always tell people that, you know, when, when you as a consumer go into a store and ask for it, there's a lot more weight in that than actually me going in and selling a product, especially yeah. in the early days when you're nothing, right? And so I think it's the same for social when people are uh, organically talking about your product and saying, this is really cool. It's really helped me. It's, you know, looks great, whatever it is. I think that that's uh, definitely a plus. Yeah. So part of the challenge is, is trying to harness this thing now. So TikTok is not something that I'm native to, but our products have kind of gone viral on there before. So it's, you know, it's, it's a space where you're trying to learn more, but um, the conversations are happening there. They're happening on Instagram. Uh, who else, who knows where else they're happening, but uh, it's fun to watch. That's awesome. So what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received from an, an, another entrepreneur? Maybe, maybe you didn't actually mm -hmm. specifically 
uh, get that piece of advice, but you read about it. I mean, that's what really has uh, has kind of helped you to sort of make this all happen. I think that trust your instincts just has been one of the most important things that's been shared time and time again after talking to founders is that there's sort of a reason why you decided to take up this, this charge. You have a vision for this. Um, and certainly you can adjust and you can do things, but you know, you don't want to compromise for yourself and that mm-hmm. those decisions ultimately need to be your own. Cause when you start making decisions for other people and so, and, and if it doesn't go well, that, that hurts a lot more. And that one feels a lot heavier. So just trusting your instincts and, um, you know, believing in, in those, those decisions you're making. Definitely. Well, that is such great advice, Charlie. You're an awesome entrepreneur. I'm excited to see this journey grow for sure. And everybody needs to check out staff. We'll have in the show notes, all the information on, uh, following, Charlie and the website and everything. But thank you so much for coming on. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. It has been a joy talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to the Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023. And goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.